Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. This is your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by a very special guest co-host, Sharon Kevel. Did I say that right this time? No, because I'm like trying to make sure that rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sharon Kevel of 40 Goods, and we are going to talk about some really interesting things. But before we begin, we're going to start this episode as we do every episode with the fave pot and fave not pot segment. Um, so I'm going to begin with my fave pot at the moment. Um, I'm a big fan of Plain Jane, uh, the, the brand Plain Jane. Um, I recently found out about their hemp pre-rolls, like their hemp cigarettes. And so I've been a big fan of those. And they just added um, Delta 8 gummies to their line. So I purchased those during their 420 sale and they're so delicious <laughs> they are dangerously delicious and they work really well um i'm a big fan of delta eight I, I love i love the effect of delta eight and so um i think they're like 25 milligrams per uh serving and it was really decent price Plain Jane is very affordable. That's the other thing that I love about them. I don't think I made that clear before. It's, I think it's very affordable and uh, they ship to you pretty quickly. And I don't know what else I can say about it. They have great customer service too, because uh, one of my packages was lost and they sent me another one. So yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> so what's your fave pot at the moment? Sharon? Um, my favorite right now, I feel like I'm kind of like talking about it to anybody who will listen, um, mm -hmm. but it's Zula's oof, U-F-F exclamation point. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't really, I haven't really had a lot of good um, experiences with CBD only product, mm -hmm. um, but this is CBD only and completely legal where I live in Wisconsin. And um, actually, my um, the lovely ladies that I work with at Joint PR sent it to me as a holiday gift. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll try it. And you use it during your cycle. And I don't need like the pamperins, the Tylenols, the you know, like it gets rid of your cramps. It gets rid of um, pain. It gets rid of crabbiness. Like it's literally a miracle. <laughs> I love it. I am so excited about all of the new products that have been out um, or coming out of, uh, in regards to the moon cycle and all of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It's not something that, you know, maybe like half your listeners might not be, you know, super into, but like right. maybe they have a lady in their life that right. needs some assistance. It is like, I, I just, I love it. I love yeah. it. It's, it's a game changer. I think I just recently started understanding how, uh, you know, all of these new pro products are going to change <laughs> the, the landscape for people who have any issues with like endometriosis and yeah. anything like that. So that's really exciting. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, what was the name again? 
It's Zula X U L A and the product. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I've seen that. And then, Zula. And then the product that I like is the Oof U F F exclamation point. Yes, <laughs> I've gone on their website several times and filled up a cart, and I haven't checked out yet. So that is a do good it. reminder to do that. It is. It is worth it. It is definitely worth it. Awesome. I love it. Um. So my fave not pot at the moment. I've mentioned it before as a fave not pop but she's one of my favorite people and so that's why i'm mentioning it again and it's relevant to what we're going to discuss today um my friend tamara she has a company called arranged space and uh she's an interior designer and she can help you remotely and she can work with you for your retail space or your um home you know she does both and she has helped me uh, upgrade my interior <laughs> even though she's in new york and i'm in maryland we actually went to school together uh grew up together so um that's how we know each other but anyway it's really great to have someone just give you ideas and say like what about this and what about that and you're like wow it's like a completely different space you know yeah and so i definitely recommend checking her out um her website is arranged dot space and I will link to that in the episode notes as well. Um, so what is your fave knot pot right now, Sharon? My fave knot pot right now, which I have been, you know, using pretty regularly is something called tapping. I don't know if you use it, but, um, or if you've ever heard of it, but it's basically like a mental health hygiene tool, mm -hmm. um, not unlike meditation, but it has you, you actually, you tap, you tap through different points, like on your, there's like a point on your hand, on your um, forehead, like your eyes, under your eyes, under your nose, under your chin, your chest, like you kind of go through this whole thing and there's like a guided meditation that goes along with it. And I use like a paid app. You can, if you just Google tapping, you can find a lot of free resources or, um, or apps that are out there, mm -hmm. but, um, you can use it for like a variety of things. They have ones from, you know, sleep to generalized anxiety to, um, you know, fear of public speaking or flying. And I just, I, at first I thought it was weird and I didn't like, you know, i was like, I don't want anybody to see me doing this. Like, it's definitely more of a private thing because you look a little strange, but mm -hmm. um, it helps. It helps a lot. And you do feel better after you've finished it. So the app that I use is um, free for teachers and first responders, I think, or at least they have free um, resources for those. But nice. um, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty awesome tool. I like it. That's really cool. I actually just recently heard about that. And I was like, I need to, I put that in my brain, like for later, I'm going to do yeah. some research about that because that sounds really interesting. It is, uh, it is. I'm all for any kind of additional natural ways to treat my anxiety. <laughs> um, so today we'll be talking about innovation and how the cannabis industry offers a unique opportunity to think outside the box when it comes to business. Even though we're discussing boxes in a metaphorical way, your innovative line takes a different approach to a stash box. Can you talk about your experience as an innovator in cannabis a bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, first, I love the um, the, the tie-in to boxes and <laughs> inside the box. It's very clever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've had a relationship with the plant for almost 30 years. Um, so, you know, 
it's not really a new thing in my life, but I never really felt like I could be open about it. Um, so obviously that had to change when I lost or when I launched, um, you know, our furniture line, um, and our accessories line. And, you know, I had to put myself out there a little bit, but I think that, um, you know, finding a different approach to a stash box, you know, it doesn't, a small stash box doesn't necessarily work for everybody. It's something that could be picked up and moved. You know, if you have a teenager, it could leave your house. Um, and, you know, there's this big push towards normalizing things. And, you know, what's more normal than having a bar cart or, you know, a piece of furniture in your home, a coffee table, whatever, like things that people just don't even think about or take for granted. Exactly. And so, you know, I wanted something that was going to be permanent, like that you weren't going to be able to, you know, pick it up and move it somewhere to a different location. You weren't going to, you know, misplace it or, you know, hide it somewhere. Um, and frankly, I kind of wanted to get away from the idea of hiding. Like, yes, there are still a lot of people throughout the country who are, you know, living in prohibition states. I'm one of them. But, you know, we've never been about hiding anything. Um, we're about normalizing it and, um, you know, having something out there that is, you know, just as just as normal as, you know, going to West Elm and buying a bar cart, you know, now you can have a piece of furniture in your home that kind of, you know, supports your cannabis consumption mm -hmm. in a safe and um, in a safe and secure way. Mm -hmm. and, and it's nicer than West Elm even. <laughs> um, yeah, gorgeous pieces. So do you think this industry makes it easier for women and non-binary folks to innovate? Well, okay. So I don't really think any industry is that hospitable to women, people right. of color or non-binary folks. Right. Um, you know, I'm in my forties and I've spent time in the corporate world and, you know, it was eye opening. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all that said, I do think that the cannabis industry is more open to, you know, these um, groups. However, um, you know, I do worry that without more transparency in who owns brands mm -hmm. um, and more transparency in legislation that, you know, specifically, you know, carves out more room for underrepresented founders, um, yes. that we could be continuing to uphold the standard of, you know, capitalism that's gotten us where we are today with, you know, not a lot of representation. Right. Um, you know, I believe that we need to make space for underrepresented founders to bring their pro products to market. And, um, you know, we're going to have a more interesting industry beyond simply having products that are developed, you know, for women or non-binary folks. We're going to be allowing, you know, all of us to build wealth. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the other benefit to having women, you know, and non, you know, underrepresented founders in these, in this industry is that, you know, we're looking at it from a different lens. You know, we're not looking at it from the, the typical lens that you see everything else developed in. And, you know, we can develop products for, you know, men as well. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and we might have some ideas that might be better then. So, you know, I think that we definitely need to make sure that we're all kind of holding hands and, you know, working together to make sure that everybody has, um, you know, a stake in this industry. Um, uh -huh. And then, you know, just another plug for, for, you know, women founders, 
you know, studies show that women um, with, you know, women business owners, women entrepreneurs invest more money into their communities um, at significantly higher rates than men do. I mean, that's something that's been studied over and over again. So Mm -hmm. um, I do think that having women as a strong presence and, and people of color as a strong presence in this industry can only do good things. Absolutely. Um, So in what ways do you think being innovative with business impacts the perception of cannabis consumers? In other words, do you think that being extra innovative adds to normalizing the idea of a successful stoner? Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely the high level of um, the high level of, you know, quality of products that, you know, are both found in like, you know, obviously like the plant touching or the the plant material, like, you know, there's gummies and tinctures and patches and things that, you know, just weren't really available when I, you know, started using cannabis years ago. Um, you know, so that high level of quality in those products, um, both cannabis and um, ancillary are helping to normalize, I think, the successful stoner. You know, I think too, like when I sort of you know, I never really like hid my cannabis consumption, but I never really like was as open about it as I am now being, you know, the founder of a brand that's so related, you know, like linked to it. Um, And I think that people, there were some people that were definitely shocked, like, wait, you're, you know, you're so um, type A. And so, um, (laughs) you know, at some point, like, you know, a little uptight, you know, how are you a stoner? So I think, it's just people sharing their stories too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, specifically in the case of our furniture line, our innovation is helping to normalize something that still has a really, you know, no pun intended, but sticky stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, though, like I said, though I've been more open about it, it's only the past two years of a, you know, a 28 year relationship. So there's definitely still work that needs to be done. Um, and I'll also say that like a lot of our early press included headlines um, and copy that spoke to, you know, quote unquote, hiding your stash and talking about locking and our carbon filter combos being the best in discreet or hidden cannabis storage. And, you know, I've never thought about our furniture that way, but there's still the stigma that, you know, cannabis needs to be hidden. Um, You know, we're trying to normalize that in the family home, you know, via our furniture, which, you know, is secure and locking via an app. Um. I would even go further, though, because I think that, um, you know, it is helping to fight the stigma, but also the stigma is more so about child protective services and other agencies that can come in and disrupt your family life. And so if you have something that is so unbelievably secure, you know, and you're showing that you're being very responsible, then it takes away from that illicit narrative of you know trying to have it out for your kids you know within reach and all of that you know um I think like people don't look at it from that angle as much as they should (laughs) (laughs) because this is like this is pretty revolutionary uh material you're working with I mean you have an app that controls furniture yes (laughs) I mean that's crazy (laughs) what's funny is that like when I was developing this you know, I just assumed that there would be an off, like I'm now, you know, a furniture company and a tech company, 
Right. Um, you know, I never, I thought that I would be able to find, you know, a locking solution, you know, off the shelf, so to speak, to be able to put into my furniture and kind of marry the two ideas together. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't exist. And so, you know, I had to go out and find a technical team to build what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, you know, we're starting slow. And so right now, you know, the app, it locks and unlocks the furniture and there's some, you know, um, options for, you know, do you want it to lock automatically when you close a drawer? Do you want it to stay open and you manually open and close it? Do you want it to be on a timed lock? You know, what happens if the battery dies? Do you want it to stay locked until you, you know, for that extra security? Do you want it to stay locked until, you know, it's powered back up again? Or do you want it to, you know, securely or to safely unlock and, you know, you can get in and out of it until it charges, you know, you can't lock it again, but until it charges back up again. So, you know, we've added in a lot of um, preferences and features for how people want to add that additional security. Um, but, you know, I was really surprised to find that there just wasn't that, there wasn't that help there. That That's we had incredible. To it. That's incredible. Um, and to that point a little bit, how do you find that this industry fosters the empowerment of mother entrepreneurs um, in your experience? Like entrepreneurs <laughs> were also mothers. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, mothers out there like on Instagram who are kind of, um, you know, doing things to welcome new cannabis consumers mm-hmm. um, into something that many of us have, you know, always known being a stoner doesn't make you a slacker or a bad parent. Right. Um, so people like, you know, Blunt Blowing Mama, High Society Mama, Can of Curious Magazine, like those are just a couple of players that are out there right now who are, you know, doing good work in sort of normalizing that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just in general, being an entrepreneur is hard, like period. Yeah. You know, you layer in motherhood in a culture where women are expected to also handle the majority of household duties and childcare, you know, it, it's, it's, it adds so much more to women who want to start a business. And, you know, it's nice to be in an industry that's still developing somewhat organically across the country and feels, you know, welcoming to women beyond you know, what traditional industries like, you know, like, let's say finance and Sally Crotch and, and, and Elvest, where they feel like, you know, like the lone disruptor, right? Right. You know, there's a I lot feel, more involved in this industry. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of, um, you know, it might be, this might sound a little hopeful, but <laughs> I feel like it does actually encourage you to celebrate your role as a mother as to where other industries make you hide it kind of not all of them but it's like you can't just you know you can't say like hey this is what's going on right now as much as you can with cannabis because it's like this is why we came to this plant for help so we are all kind of finding help and we can have these discussions around that a little more freely I guess and so yeah yeah I mean for sure and you know I haven't had anybody attack me for being a mom with a canna adjacent business yet Right. And that was good. You know, I thought that for sure that that would be something where, um, you know, that I would have to contend with. But thankfully, I have not had that yeah. be an issue. Well, just wait until you <laughs> make any TV appearances or yeah. anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's just hope that you continue to stay out of that yeah. path because that's just unproductive. So um, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to become an entrepreneur with a unique idea in cannabis? Um, yeah, I mean, 
well, I mean, for women, definitely you belong in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you belong in this industry. We need women and, um, you know, non-binary folks represented in this industry for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, general business advice for anybody in cannabis is to rethink, you know, and this is my personal, like, this is my, I'm pulling my soapbox out now. This is my personal <laughs> belief is that, you know, um, anybody in the cannabis industry, I, I would hope that you'd rethink, you know, traditional capitalist business practices of like mm-hmm. a for-profit only or a, you know, shareholder focused, um, business model, um, in bringing your product to market. You know, I personally have real, uh, concerns for the environment and the people who are making products, you know, mm-hmm. all over the world. Cannabis is a, you know, hands down, it's a miracle plant and it comes from the earth. So we should, in the cannabis industry, be a model for a more inclusive, more equitable, more conscientious industry. More transparent. More transparent, you know, all <laughs> of you know, bring yeah. your product to market, but consider a triple or quadruple bottom line business model, you mm-hmm. know, where you're, um, you know, you're considering the life cycle of your product, you're considering mm-hmm. you know, potentially a circular life cycle, where you're manufacturing and the quality of life for the people who are making your product is, you know, is thought is considered and um, held in high regard. You know, it's 2021, and we can and should be doing better. Mm-hmm. That is incredible business advice. That was way more than I expected, but that is amazing. Really, truly. People should listen to that. Like, put that on a shirt. Okay, so um, <laughs> is there anything that you would like to promote, or do you have any other calls to action before we end? Um, yeah, I mean, if you have children or teens living with you or even visiting part-time, be mm-hmm. responsible. Do the responsible thing and securely store your cannabis. Like, you know, not everybody in this country is lucky enough. If you're if you're fortunate enough to be living in a state that you know has um, adult use or even medical um, marijuana, mm-hmm. you know that is uh, a right, and with it comes the responsibility for making sure that you're storing it safely. You know, our furniture may not be the right solution for you, but please find a solution that does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, legal states have a much higher incidence of accidental ingestion, and I'm guessing it's just due to the higher availability and accessibility of products that contain THC. So mm-hmm. whether it's a stash box, you know, keeping it in the childproof packaging or in our furniture, just keep it locked up because little kids don't know, you know, don't know the difference and teenagers, you know, want to want to um, experiment and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, right. we know that your brain is growing um, and changing until your mid twenties. So, you know, probably best to limit that consumption until, you know, until they are, until that brain function has sort of like leveled off that growth and development is leveled off. Right. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's really great. I like that. So where can people find your products? Um, well, right now you can find it on our website, um, at www.40goods, F-O-R-T-I goods.com. Um, you can find us pretty much on all social media channels. Our handles at Forty Goods, and um, you know we are. Uh, I'd also love to give a plug. You know, go check out um, our website and plug your email into our um, into our newsletter so mm-hmm. that you can kind of get some updates. We're doing a lot of. We just had a blog post go live today about combating overwhelm with um, cannabis. So. Oh, We're nice. trying to offer some nice, um, you know, lifestyle, life um, hack solutions for people who are um, in, 
who are interested in, in plant medicine as well. I love that. So your website is providing value in addition to offering these amazing products. And you offered a lot of value today with your um, answers. So I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining me. And please come back anytime. Oh, I would love that. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Fruit slabs are the tastiest, most discreet edible in America. Fruit slabs are crafted with organic fruits and infused with high-quality cannabis extracts. Naturally delicious, carefully dosed, and safely delivered, fruit slabs are compatible with nearly every diet and almost all dietary restrictions. Available with THC in California and Washington and nationwide with CBD.